Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Honor Failure Podcast with your hosts, Ronnie and Rob Rast. Hello, hello. And today we've got a special guest in the studio. Returning special guest. Returning special guest. Thank That's you, Ronnie. Right. Who have we got here? Dwayne Dahl. Dwayne Dahl, baby. What a doll. Right? <laughs> His last episode, episode eight, I believe, was about Valentine's Day dating, how you can get more and better girls from your online dating profile. He's the expert on the topic. There you go. Because he ran multiple successful online dating sites, very successful ones. And it worked for me. Yeah. And it, it worked. worked for you too. It worked for him, baby. It was a great episode. I learned a lot. And ever since that episode, online dating, success stories. Did you change your profile? No. No. Just made that up. But it is a great episode. <laughs> Man, nothing but net, huh? <laughs> nothing but net. So today we've got uh, a few things to top, talk about. One thing that's trending on the internet right now. I don't know if you guys have seen this or not. It's called the super straight movement. Have you seen that yet, Ronnie? I know nothing about this yet. All right. So a little background. It's been trending on TikTok and it's just now making its way on Instagram. I think you're going to see a lot more about it soon. Somebody started the super straight movement, which means you're a man who's only attracted to biological females or a woman who's only attracted to biological males. And in this climate, saying something like that, that's that's That's, big danger. That's perfect for this climate. I don't understand why saying what you're attracted to is dangerous. Well, there's no logic anymore. Yeah, it's all right. gone out the window lately. You don't want to offend or upset anybody and get canceled. Yeah. And that's a uh, that's a hot topic. There's an easy... Uh, I don't understand why that's a hot topic. So, so people are hopping on uh, yeah. from, for example, the, the trans movement, trans rights movement. And that's great. You know, everybody should be treated as a human, etc. But don't overstep the bounds and try and oppress other people to yeah. push your agenda. When did this become so complicated? Right. Yeah. What agenda are you pushing by saying you're more attracted to uh, one gender? Like what I look for in a woman has nothing to do with other people. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. The argument well, is. Well, wait. So what you look for in a woman though. Is that she's a woman. Yeah, usually not a penis. <laughs> yeah. Usually. <laughs> usually. So the yeah. argument is a trans woman is a woman, and by saying that, you're saying she's not. And that could cause mental health issues or, you know, it's demeaning of those people. I mean, <clears throat> I've got no problem with that. Like, uh, whenever I've interacted with, like, trans people, I'll refer to them just as the gender that they identify as. I think that's that's, that's very fine. sweet. I think that's I mean, I'm not gonna call a, a trans female a man. Uh-huh. Did I get that right? Trans female trans Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Uh, trans a, female. A male to female trans. So if you ran I'm into Bruce Jenner. So if you ran into Bruce Jenner <laughs> what would you, you refer to him as? I'd refer to him as a woman. Oh you're sweet. Would you hit that? No. What would you do, Dwayne? Uh, no, I wouldn't hit that. Would you refer to? I would. I would you know, um, if if he wasn't a decathlon gold medal winner, I would run away from him as fast as he can. But uh, yeah. she'd probably catch me. Plus, he's like eighty. <laughs> like maybe if he was thirty years older. younger, I'd consider it. No. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. So what I think is beautiful about the movement is like every argument that's used uh, against it, and they're calling it a uh, a new uh, sexual what is it, a new gender. They're saying this is a new gender because now we've got you know twenty six different genders. What is the new gender? Uh, super straight. Super straight is the new gender. Just sexual orientation is not a gender, though. I I agree with that. So it's it's saying if you can have a gender, we can have a gender. If anybody can have a gender. Yeah. We can have a gender, too. What's the difference between this and cisgendered? Um, cisgendered. Are cisgendered attracted to... It's getting really complicated. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's that in a... Why can't everyone just get along, right? I mean, whatever you like, 
go well, for it. Just leave me out of it, please. <laughs> I, I think the more you try to force society to accommodate you, the more attention you get. And that's really appealing to a lot of people who live uh, really boring, dull lives. Like, oh, I'm special. Mm. Everybody has to recognize me for my identity. When most people don't really care about you. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I always find it interesting when we discriminate against someone who we believe is discriminating. Right. Mm-hmm. So we, we, identify reasons why we we believe that these people are discriminating so we find ways to discriminate against them to alter the balance and make it a better world amen like now you'll see videos of people saying uh things like what was that video you showed me about things that that white people say uh it was a long time ago Uh, yeah it was a long time ago i don't even remember there's another one that came out that says things white people can't say and it's somebody saying these are all the things that if you if you're white you can't say it it's oh, just I think like you're talking about that. uh no. do you not see the racism in that there's no such thing as racism against, against white people yeah right uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> and you can yeah listen i you know i mean honestly i have two older boys i have a, a son in high school and i've got a son who's finishing up college and you just look at what's going on in the world and just how, you know, we're, we're categorizing people by skin color and limiting opportunities based on that. And it's just, it's, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. It's identity politics at its worst for sure. I can't stand it. It's completely out of control. So if you're listening, just be a good human. That's all you got to do. Yeah, treat everybody the same. Yeah, and if you're listening, Joe Biden, it's time for bed. <laughs> so anyways, that's the super straight movement. If you want to join and claim yourself a super straight man or woman, uh, add the emojis, the black square and the orange square to your bio after your name. Instead of pronouns, add those. Is that real? That's the flag, yeah. Why go. is it Halloween colors? I don't know. I, I was Saying curious about that too. Maybe it is scary to um there's a merch opportunity there somewhere <laughs> definitely i was thinking yeah. to make a uh electric oh, skateboard with God. the flag on it do you think that's a good idea or a bad idea oh you know what super straight flag i, I try to see out all that it's like no matter what you say if you have an opinion you're gonna get attacked for it yeah for sure i'm okay getting attacked with that opinion like to have a preference come on it's like saying I like yeah. I like chocolate ice cream. Yeah. I, I mean, don't like ice cream with nuts me, in it. If somebody yeah. asks me, I'll tell them my opinion, but I'm not going to be vocal about it. Yeah. If I'm not, you know, prompted for a response. What if yeah, you can sell I, merch from it? Yeah, and I think the whole point is if you like chocolate ice cream, that doesn't mean that you don't like vanilla ice cream, right? It just means that you like yeah. chocolate ice cream and yeah. the world's gotten so fucked up where where all of a sudden the opposite means something terrible. Mm-hmm. That's it's really pathetic. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. So moving on, <laughs> Dwayne, have you ever seen such craziness in in your in your years? You got a little more. No, experience I mean, us. listen, it's you know what, um, you know, politics and and the world we live in is just it's a disaster. I mean, it's a disaster, and it's like you know why why can't we just expect people to work hard and earn their opportunities and not, um, you know, slice and dice the audiences and, you know, and try to apply some crazy equity agenda to everything we do. You know, it just doesn't make sense. What kind of equity agenda are you talking about? Well, just this political thing. You know, if you listen to the powers that be in Washington, D.C., and they say, okay, you know, we have to have – uh, you know, so many women in our cabinet, so many women, so many, you know, we have to have, um, you know, different nationalities, you know, which I'm, all, you know, I'm all for the best people. Yeah. But we have to have so many, you know, all the nationalities. We have to have transgender people. We have to have this. We have to have that. And, and it's it's never about, you know, who is the best person. Yeah. 
or even when they're introducing people, right? They're the best because of this. The first thing out of their mouth is, oh, you know, this person's a transgender. And listen, I mean, I don't care, right? I mean, you know, do what you want to do. Just, uh, you know, but... (laughs) but, Keep it it out of politics. Yeah, you know, I mean, just, you know, live and love and not, you know, not have to push your agenda on other people. I think that's the biggest thing is just, you know, if, if you believe something, that's awesome. But don't try to force your opinion on other people because, again, you're you're just doing what you said you don't like to begin with. So, But it's a disaster. You can no longer use the most qualified argument sure. um, because the counter-argument is um, the qualifications are discriminatory because yeah. we're in a racist, sexist um bigotous system uh yeah well you know and and, you know uh my kids again you know i have a kid who's in high school who's who's gearing up for the sat and almost every college that he talks to now says you know we're we're really not doing that anymore sat sat yeah because it's racist it's racist Mm -hmm. so so schools are moving away from that that's totally fucked up. It's totally yeah. fucked up, you know, because now all of a sudden, you know, your your um, your registration is color coded, and it's just like, well, that's that's not the idea here. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's crazy. That's not fair. My favorite argument on that is, um, so they always talk about like gender inequality and stuff, and that being due to racism, and you know, white males are so privileged and everything. Mm. Um, Asian females are actually the top earners now out of any like racial, racial, hell yeah, or, or sexual group. How awesome! Let's is that? hope so. Yeah, yeah. you know, the minority uh, and females. <laughs> I'll um, drink to that. Full show. Actually, to get into colleges, Asian females have to get a higher SAT score than any other group of people. Yeah, it's fucking racist. That's yeah. so fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, one of the problems, even before all this, one of the problems was that many universities were, you know, were, were strictly going by um, SATs and GPAs. And, you know, and many of them found that that their their census ended up being too heavily skewed with Asian students and Indian students. And the one downside to that is historically those aren't, great collaborators and it just doesn't you know put universities in a position you know to add the the social elements so they started messing with the numbers there and then now all of a sudden you know the sat test is racist so you know so the whole thing's upside down Uh uh-huh interesting have you ever heard that like uh different ethnicities score differently on iq tests asians Uh, particularly rank slightly higher than whites for example and so if you have jobs that require high iqs then they're going to be more suitable for the asians than the whites and therefore they'll probably be more in demand and get paid more but it is what do you think about that is that uh, this is a dangerous topic system? Whatever. Yeah, I mean, it is, yeah, I mean, not, it is a dangerous topic. I think if if you step back from it and you say, okay, well, why is that? And you know, I think often <laughs> in the Asian culture, they're you know they're more disciplined, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, I, I had this conversation with somebody about COVID, and, and you know, the conversation was in Taiwan and in China. I mean, it, you know, it's it's basically wiped out versus the U.S. Well, why is that? Well, the reason is. Is those people in those countries actually listen to their government? They do exactly what the government says. Otherwise, yeah. they're totally jacked up. Yeah, you see far less independent thought, um, less creativity in Asian cultures. Um, yeah, it seems really racist to say, but it's true. Ronnie, wow, that got really dangerous. <laughs> I see. Yeah. <laughs> I see a lot of creativity, right? Um, I mean, it's not necessarily bad. Like, there are certain yeah. positives to it. Like, uh-huh. Asian people in general are um, 
Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. <laughs> a little more sympathetic. What did you say? All all Asian people are. Okay, what are you saying now? More sympathetic. Okay. Towards their um, and you know, my fellow citizens. My girlfriend's gonna kill you. More family oriented. Yeah, more family oriented, which is, I mean, that's not necessarily a good thing. It's got it's, it's got pluses what and minuses. What do you mean? It's I mean not if your if your whole thing. family is li- like your grandma, your mom, your dad. <laughs> Are all living with you. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. To, to me, that's a very negative thing. That's yeah. Funny. Listen, but I love. That's everyone. just because you're a bachelor. Yeah. So I, you know, exactly. so let me say this: I love everyone. I love all races. My mom, however, is a terrible racist, and mm-hmm. I mean, I've I had to have the conversation with her about Hispanics, right? Because she's, you know, she's railing on hispanics and you know and i'm like wait a second you right you've lived in san diego for 40 years and i mean my god right i mean the you know the hispanic community is is a an incredibly hard-working family-oriented community where does that come from and it's just like oh well you know we just always hated hispanic people oh my it's, god it's just yeah. crazy i don't understand gosh. that yeah that's, that's like i don't terrible. really understand like hating any particular race yeah Actually, I think the most race I've ever been towards a certain group is Russian people. <laughs> Why is that? Oh, my God. I yeah. think just growing up in Sacramento, um, there's a lot of Russians there, and like all they did was steal shit. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay, quick quick Russian story. I, I got a Russian story. So um, so I second that motion on, on you know, a lot of the Russian uh, community. So... Uh, years ago, in another life, uh, we hired a Russian nanny, uh-huh. and we were bringing her over from uh, overseas. And you know, we got the ticket and everything else, and you know, we confirmed everything. But you know, we were communicating, uh, you know, just through email and stuff. So she was supposed to arrive in Seattle at yeah, I don't know, in the afternoon. And and that day, I actually look at the schedule, and I you know I go to get flight info, and I realized that 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 particular flight that she gave me actually was going from Russia to Washington D.C., mm-hmm. and I was in the state of Washington. Oh fuck! So so, <laughs> so this is a younger right? She's like I don't know, you know, eighteen or nineteen. Uh-huh. Uh, so I literally end up. I mean, I ended up flying to Chicago. Um, having her fly from D.C. up to Chicago and then flew her back. But the second night that she was in the house, she's in the room and she's crying. And I'm like, you know, oh, this is so sweet. You know, are you homesick or, you know, what's the problem? Uh-huh. And she said, well, my birthday was earlier in the week and I can't believe you guys didn't get me a present. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? You've been here for one day. <laughs> Right, I mean, it was the craziest thing, but uh, but yeah, I mean, she was. Did you get her something? Uh, no, uh, you know, she only lasted a few months. You know, she was, um, you know, it, it was terrible. Is that a Russian thing or a woman thing? Oh my Happy God. International Women's Day! <laughs> Happy <laughs> International Women's Day! Oh, no, you know, I think, I mean, especially coming right, her her view of the world was all Americans are rich. Her thought was, Hey, I'm going to get a job in America. I'm going to find some American dude. I'm going to marry him. And, uh, you know, I'm going to live the good life. But, uh, Lucy, man, she was dumb as a rock. Yeah. She was terrible. That's really unattractive. If I was a Russian woman, I'd probably do that to be fair. Yeah. Get to go to America. Same. Marry rich, be right. in a nice ass house, probably drive a nice car yeah. too. Fuck sure. yeah. Get I the Mercedes. If, I wonder if there's less opportunities for women in Russia. Like less like oh, I'm sure. education yeah. Yeah. opportunities, like less business opportunities. Um, yeah, for sure. For sure. Probably. You know, it's funny. So so she said that, you know, uh part of the thing in, in hiring her, she was saying, Oh, you know, and and I'm an incredible cook. So she gets here and it's like, all right, you know, do your thing. You know, here's one to go to the store, you know, do whatever you want, surprises. And she literally made like this big pan of potatoes 
with like two fried eggs on top. And it's like, okay. I'm like, Gourmet. <laughs> <Very good. Yes>. yeah. <laughs> it's like, Gourmet. okay. All right, I got a Russian story for you. Yeah, sure. This is, I think you were there, Ronnie. We had a, at at uh, school, so the cafeteria, you go and get pizza. This is seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy's like eating his pizza. And then all of a sudden he turns around and it disappears. He's got the little like single serving pizza and his pizza's gone. And there's this guy next to him is Constantine, the Russian, the I Russian think, guy. I remember that guy. And his pocket is full. He took this guy's pizza. <laughs> oh my god! And put it in his fucking jeans pocket. And he's like, "Did you take put my pizza in his in your pocket?" He's like, "No." And so we started kicking his pocket, and like all this pizza sauce started coming oh. out. Oh, it's wild! How do you oh, steal a pizza in your pocket? That's scary. Pretty, I got a pretty impressive bunch of stuff rolling, stolen by a Russian guy in middle school. Like a, it was like a yearbook, like a pair of sunglasses, a hat. Like, he would just steal shit out of people's locker. Damn. Um, and then a more dark story is, uh, when was this? This was, like, 2010. Uh, one of my friends was dating this guy, and uh, he seemed all right. Like, he was he was from Russia, seemed all right. Like, sort of, you know, breaking all the stereotypes. I was like, you know, this, did, this dude's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, like, made friends with him. <clears throat> And then um, we had a big party for 4th of July. It was when I was in Newport. Yeah. And um, I think we probably had, like, over 500 people come through our house that day. Okay. And we were just in the kitchen, and all of a sudden people, like, ran in. People were like, somebody's raping some girl upstairs. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we, like, right. run upstairs. That, that did take was, a dark turn, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was the Russian dude, like, on top of this girl. While she was passed out. Oh, Jesus. Um, Are you sure it wasn't Mackie? Uh, yeah. Oh, the girl was asleep. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, I mean, needless to say, he, he, you have a crowd of that many people. <laughs> he did not make it out of there very well. Oh, my God. He made it out. Good good for you guys to discover that. So, all the Russian folks out there, if you're listening, we love you. Sukiblat. <laughs> we love you. Sukiblat. But there's a couple of shitheads in every uh, every ethnicity. Change sex, our mind. Everything. Absolutely. <laughs> Change my mind. That's good. Ronnie, tell us about your NFT. Um, you have STDs. <laughs> I got rid of those. Okay. Um, yeah, you can't get them if you don't get tested. Yeah. Plus, I'm on. Uh, what's that called? Prep. Prep. <laughs> what's prep? The fuck is for that? Preparation for, H. Um, it's like a antiviral med. You even see the ads? It's like anti-HIV. Oh, yeah. That's the that stuff you take for crabs? No, no, it's for HIV. HIV. I'm not actually on prep. it. Is there anything yeah. that like you can you take and you're just it. immune to STDs? No, the commercials are always the case. Don't use it. Let's check his browser history. Yeah, really. I don't think there's anything that can make you completely immune to STDs unless you're... Besides double masking? Oh... Triple masking. Some people are asking for triple masks. Fuck me. Yeah. Um, so what is it you said? NHT? NFT. Non-fungible token. Non-fungible oh, token. You yeah. You hear hey. about these? No. It's pretty cool. So you're essentially putting um, your artwork on the blockchain. Okay. And people are... It's a unique token on the blockchain. It has uh, extrinsic value. Um, so people can bid on it, uh, pay for it, and it can be in their crypto wallet. So they can buy your artwork, put it in their crypto wallet. Uh, it's pretty cool. A lot of people are selling, you know, NFTs for, um, I think Jack Dorsey has one up for like um, like 1.5 million. It's like his first tweet ever. He put it, he minted it as an NFT, and now he's listing it for like 1.5 million. That's insane. So wow. He's going to buy it for that much, and... So I mean, it's, it's copy not like it you can't put so, it in your house. Fake. Yeah, you can yeah. just show people that you own it. Uh-huh. Um, so it's like a unique identifier assigned to, and there's only one of them assigned to intellectual property. You can um, actually do multiples, but you have to pay more. Okay. So you can, if you buy something, you can own like one of fifty or something. So, but like they're that. just. So are they just digital files, or is yeah. literally just so, a code? So the actual artwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I think some people are assigning it to rights to certain things. So rights yeah. to this Pokemon card, for example, okay. or whatever. And I don't, I don't get, I don't see the value in it. I'm small minded, I guess, but I'm trying to wrap my head around why people are paying millions of dollars for fucking 16 character code. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't understand the motivation, but I'm trying to capitalize on it. Uh huh. Um, so like making my own artwork and minting it into an NFT and trying to sell it. Nice. And it's, seems like a great idea until you see how much it costs, like the, what they call the gas fees right now Uh because the Ethereum price is so high and the network is so busy. Yeah. It costs like $60 to mint an NFT. Fuck man. So unless you can't, unless you can get like 60 bucks over 60 bucks on your nft it's not really worth it so like what's an example of a piece of art that you're selling uh he's gonna show you wait wait, wait a second isn't that a picture of the tacos you just ate (laughs) i bet people are minting that shit so you had to pay 60 bucks to mint it ronnie uh, I, I paid when it was lower. Yeah. It was ended up being like 43 bucks. Damn. It's still expensive. Wow. You think it's going to sell? Probably not. I just like drew up something on my iPad and okay. put it in. Minted it as an no, that's, nice. that's pretty dope. I didn't know you could do art, bro. That's good. Yeah. That's pretty crappy. <laughs> no, I mean, if you know, if you, if you squint, it looks like dolphins jumping. <laughs> I like it. All right. Yeah. Speaking of dolphins. I got to get this off my chest because I've seen this in a few places. There's a trend. Have you guys heard about this where dolphin trainers fall in love with and have sexual relationships with their dolphins? Wow. Mm. I missed that one. I've never heard of it, but I'm not surprised. In general, it's a female trainer with a male dolphin. I've seen multiple examples of that. Yeah. Uh, No, but I'm... Super straight. You're super straight. <laughs> Can't believe you discriminating against dolphins. Yeah, that dolphin's got game though. Yeah. Oh like, my god, dolphins try to. If I was fuck a fucking everybody. dolphin man, I'd be going back to all That's my mates crazy. and be like, "Yeah, got the trainer, human. What's up?" You ever seen that King of the Hill episode where the dolphin tries to hump Hank? Yeah, they're horny little fuckers, yeah. aren't they? Saw one out there surfing the other day. I thought I thought he was going for it. Yeah, what if it went for you while you're surfing? <laughs> yeah, I went at, ass up trying to get my chest down on the board. That could have been it. I wonder what they find attractive. I don't know. That's a good question. People who are wet. And it's probably not attraction. It's probably dominance. Like dogs will try to hump every new. Certain dogs will try to hump every new person that enters their world. Yeah. Just to show dominance. Yeah. His name's Ronnie. Yeah, I own this house. <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne, where do you where do you oh see this God. NFT stuff going? NFT, crypto. Yeah, you know, I'm not a big crypto guy. Um, you know, I, I have a really good friend who's into it, and he's he's doing great in it. But I mean, for me, it's just um, you know, it, it makes my brain hurt. Uh, I just don't get it. Uh, it's a whole new world. Yeah, for sure. Like Aladdin, sing it. Yeah. <laughs> like Aladdin, yeah. Oh, true. Uh, yeah, that's good. All right, Dwayne, we've only heard tidbits of your music career. Music okay. career. Managing. We got to hear about this. Ronnie hasn't heard about it. I haven't really heard oh, about it gosh. either. Yeah. How'd you get into it? What was it like? Okay. So, uh, I mean, it was, it was interesting because um, at a college, I was, I was actually hired by this agency that was had two divisions, had a music division and a family division. And coming out of college, I was assigned to the family division. And initially I was doing everything from, you know, to Harlem Globetrotters to Campbell Soup stuff, you know, the ice skaters to... What like do you mean when you say artists. you were doing them? Sexually? The ice skaters? i'm totally kidding uh the no so uh promoting promoting and marketing right yeah so uh so so started out on uh on the family side had success there and was shifted over to 
the music side. So what I would do is I would be assigned to a, a, a you know a tour, and I've I've done everything from geez I mean everybody from you know um, Genesis to uh, YouTube to or YouTube yeah to the Rolling Stones to I mean everything to um, you name it. And, um, yeah, I mean, that was, yeah, I mean, that was a pretty crazy existence for sure. Who were the, who were the craziest musicians or bands, groups that you did? Uh, you know, the worst, uh, you know, were always the young rock and rollers who, who hadn't learned how to be rock stars yet. Uh, you like know, they I, didn't do enough Coke. Well, you know, they're just right. I mean, you, you get people like, Sebastian Bach with Skid Row, you know, who would like throw bottles off the stage. And it's like, dude, you have to know how to be a rock star and you have to understand that you don't make enough money, you know, where you can afford to throw bottles off the stage. Um, you know, but the younger guys, you know, were always the worst. And, and, you know, interestingly enough, the older guys who were, you know, one, one story about someone who's terrible. Why? Two quick stories about terrible people. One is Neil Diamond. I always tell a story. So I, I did a Neil Diamond tour uh, in Philadelphia. And before um, the show, you know, like three hours before the show, you meet with management. And one of the things that he says is, hey, you know, Neil doesn't like people looking at him. So you need to tell all the building people to not look at, at Neil. What? I would not invest for it. last very long in that yeah. job. Fuck me. Well, and especially, I mean, if you if you say to someone, "Don't look at me," right? The first thing you want to do is look at him. Especially, what did you, know, what did you tell the people in the building? No, I just tell. Them. I said, "Listen, you know, if, if uh, you know, it's it's Neil Diamond. He has a pocket face. I'm telling you, you don't right? you don't need to bother looking." But so what ended up happening is some old lady in the elevator, you know, who was managing the elevator. Looked at him and he got all pissed off. You know, and the manager came, you know, raging about it. And it's like, dude, oh you gotta God. be fucking kidding me. What a little bitch. So, the other great story that I love to tell, because this guy drives me fucking crazy now, is Boss. Boss? Bruce, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, oh fuck that so, guy. So, Mr., you know, Mr. Pro Union, the man, everything yeah. else. So, communist. So, I, I had a, a Bruce Springsteen show in Tacoma, Washington, and the union was on strike. So uh, we ended up having to hire non-union people to rig the show. Right now it's Bruce Springsteen. So, you know, it's like, dude, are, are you sure that you're going to cross the line to do your show, right? I'm assuming you're not. And management's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. You know, we'll, we'll figure it out. So a couple hours before the show, I, you know, I get a call. And it's like, hey, you know, we're... We're about a mile away from the building. We have to figure out a way to get in the building because, you know, from what we understand, there's, you know, strikers out there and everything else. Uh, can you meet us? So I said, fine. You know, I actually met them in a parking lot. It was like a quality inn. And it was, uh, and they're like, okay, how do we get him in the building? And it's like, well, so long story short, we ended up grabbing a white van. Mm-hmm. Swear to God, it's unbelievable. Grabbing a white van. Racist. Yeah. I drove the van. Bruce Springsteen was on the floor, flat on the floor, <laughs> with a blanket over his fucking head. And we, and we drove in the back door of the building, right? You know, the big roll-ups. Uh-huh. Just pulled on in. And, uh, you know, he hopped out. Jesus. No one was the wiser. And that was that. But it's like, dude, you know, you fucker. Yeah. I don't like that guy. Yeah. Everybody thinks that he's all patriotic because born in the usa but that song is uh straight up satire it's like making fun of the capitalist system no in way. america yeah it's like the team america soundtrack um yeah kind of which is an awesome soundtrack by it's the way. N- you know not quite as obvious mm. interesting but those were fun days you know i bet Dwayne, long days but fun did you get into any drugs and he missed, you know what? I, I was never a big drug guy. Um, Poppers. You know, the music business is crazy. And I think that, you know, one of the things that, it, you know, it, 
it really opens your eyes that people will do anything to get backstage. Yeah. And, you know, initially it's, it's, you know, funny, anything, (laughs) anything. Initially it's funny, but, Uh but, you know, but then you realize how fucked up the world is. Yeah. Right. And I mean, it's really terrible. People put celebrities on such a high pedestal. I don't understand it. They're people. Yeah. What have you seen people do to get backstage? We need specifics here. I want to know how I can get backstage. Whose dick do I have to suck? Yeah, I only know what I've seen. You know, I mean, I'm I'm like an angel, so you know, super Uh, straight. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, super straight. (laughs) Uh, You know, I mean, I've 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 seen everything from you know um, guys who would take girls under the you know the the seats right in in a lot of these arenas the the seats retract right so they can get larger configurations for anything you know you know for hockey or whatever you know they extend and and retract so you know you have guys who would take girls below the bleachers you know or backstage or whatever i mean it just it is what are they doing under there playing dice playing dice you know for sure (laughs) but i mean the whole thing right i mean you know one of the one of the tours that i did i did a um uh budweiser superfest and um and I, I remember one of those shows and i i'm i'm trying to remember the name of the artist but i mean he was a, I mean, he's just, just a total you know dirtbag but part of his move in into his locker room into his backstage area was literally a bed and you know, I'm, and, you know, and this whole thing was before the show. He's with girls. Then you know, then he does his set. And then he goes back. Damn. It's like, oh my god, it's fucking crazy. Is that like in his contract? Like this is how it has to be. How, that was part of his writer. Sure. I mean, we've seen some fucking wow. crazy things in his writer. It's fucking crazy. I I did uh, a, a Guns N' Roses tour, and the Guns N' Roses guys, right? So, you know, when you've been out touring for a long time, you realize that in most arenas. The catering staff and the people who are working the locker rooms, a lot of times it's old ladies, right? Mm-hmm. Literally women who are 60 plus, you know, because they don't want yeah. anyone young in there because oh, yeah. it's a problem. So, so, so what a lot of these bands would do is just like put crazy things in the writers just in case these people were stupid enough to do it. And, and one of the things that Guns N' Roses. A, sorry, did, what's a writer? Oh, so. So uh, management and the band in advance of getting to a, a city. So so they'll they'll create this demand list of all the things yeah. they need. Okay. Right. So, I mean, it's everything. You'll have artists, you know, who will say, hey, I need a massive bowl of M&Ms, but you need mm-hmm. to take everything out except green. Who was that? I read a book yeah, I don't remember that. who it was. But so what, what Guns N' Roses did is in their writer, they included – types of pornography magazines that they wanted nice. knowing that the old ladies would have to go shopping for the you know for these magazines Fuck yeah. right because awesome. you had right i mean part of the deal is you have to deliver on the writer yeah, yeah i mean you know it's part of the deal but uh oh it was God. hilarious that's awesome man i am super straight for those old ladies but uh which rock stars would you like to party with the most Ooh. or not maybe not rock stars but musical artists Post Malone, just as a current one. Post Malone, for sure. I mean, he just, you know, he he just seems so chill. Seems he's so better. he's so talented and yeah. and chill. Yeah, you know, He'd for sure. Um, Seen a couple of videos of him outside okay. of concert. Paris Hilton. Uh, she's like she only because I think she's just really fucking smart at I what she, so. what she does. Yeah, she's like the original Kardashian, right? I yeah. Mean, figured yeah. out a way to make millions of dollars off of being cute and right. terrible. I think Ozzy Osbourne would be the most fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He's, like, he's pretty fucked up. He doesn't care about like women or like fame or anything. Uh-huh. He just cares about shocking everybody. He would be so easy to encourage to do random just instigate things, yeah. Yeah. Eat that rat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bite the head up. Okay. Do That's I funny. have to do it? That's he funny. probably has so many good stories. If he can remember. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? That's yeah. the thing. If he can fucking remember. But even like him, you know, 
telling the story like this one time I would just be sitting there like, oh my god, this is the best story ever. I don't understand what he's saying, but <laughs> what kind of drugs do you think he was on? I heard oh his god. autobiography. Um, a little bit of everything, probably. And uh, before he was making music, like his very first job in England was uh, in a factory where they, um, the section he was working in, they degrease machine parts. Okay. So he was just working over a big vat of degreaser, like a big boiling vat of degreaser, and he would dip the parts in. Yeah. And obviously, you wear a mask and gloves. I've, I have no idea where this is going. <laughs> but he would... He, He's kind of turning me on. He would just start taking his mask off and just start inhaling the degreaser. Oh, wow. oh my God. Yeah. While he was like 16. Well... He would yeah, just sit there until he it. was, like, partly blacking out. <laughs> oh, my God. So wear your mask, kids. Yeah. If you're at a boiling pot of degreaser. Yeah. Degreaser is brutal. Life on the Road is so, so tough. Uh, have you guys seen the movie Almost Famous? I mean, it's about 20 years old, but that is just a it's classic. Good. Oh, my God. It is an incredible movie. I like the Almost dirt. Famous. You got to see it. It's Really, it's good. It's about the music industry. It was, I mean, it's just a fantastic movie. Damn. See the dirt? No, I gotta check that out. Oh, that movie's so good. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it's about it. Motley Crue. Yeah, it's about Motley Crue. It's a newer like Netflix movie. Okay. It's no, I'll definitely add that. Yeah, I had Motley Crue too. Tour. That was hilarious. Hell yeah, Young Ozzy. Speaking of Young Ozzy, I bet there's uh, there's some things he wish he knew when he was 16 years old, like how not to go retarded. Pardon my French. I don't think he would change anything. Really? Yeah. Dwayne, we really look up to you. You got a lot of experience. God. What's something you wish you knew when you were twenty years old? Um, I graduated high. Well, that's. I wish that's a hard one. Something you you can think on. Something it. you wish you knew in high school. Wish I knew when I was in high school. Yeah. How about when you just graduated high school? Mm. Split the difference. That's a tough one. It's hard for me because I joined the army after high school. Yeah. So it's like. But you uh, learned so much since then. Yeah. Like you used to lack a lot of direction, I yeah. think, back in high school. And then like after no, you got out of great the army. For that. My older brother was like that too. I mean, my older brother was just a fuck. He was crazy. And, you know, he ended up joining the Marines. And it was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. You're, you know, you're actually normal, disciplined. Yeah. Right. He he was introduced to structure, and that's just what he needed. Yeah. After you got out of the army, bro, you're like almost unrecognizable in in terms of like how different you were from go- before and after. Like, I really looked up to you after you got out of the army. Because you're like super disciplined, straight and narrow, on it, like doing the right things seemed like big difference. Hell yeah. Yeah, I definitely knew there was a, a big difference there. Glad I got out though. It was not a good uh, career. Yeah. Where'd you go for basic training? Uh, Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. Oh man, Missouri. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Dwayne, did you think of yours? <laughs> What's yours? What's mine? I got. I got to figure that one out. That's right. a tough one, man. So many things. I wish I knew when I was twenty. Yeah. I wish I knew about Bitcoin. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Investments. There's loads of investments. That's kind of cheap shots. I think it was. I don't think so. Look it up. I think it was. All right. Uh, apart from that, I wish I knew how little things mattered. In that, a That's lot of good. times we get a we get kind of self-conscious or afraid to go out and do something and pursue our dreams or put ourselves out there, especially because we're afraid to be yeah. judged. Uh, but the older I get literally with every day, the more I realize how little that shit matters. I think the, the closer yeah. you get to your own mortality in realizing like if you zoom out on where you're at right now, where you're the center of the universe and you see there's a city, a state, a country, a planet, a solar system, a galaxy, infinite, basically, numbers of galaxies, all with possibility of life, and we're here yeah. sweating what fucking genders we are. Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? Like, 
Yeah. Like, let's go figure out how we can contribute to this world in our own little way and not give a fuck what other people think. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a great yeah. one. Uh, yeah, I mean, along those lines, I think, you know, when I was younger, you know, I just overthought everything. And, you know, you don't realize that the world you live in, you know, is actually there for your taking, right? Mm-hmm. And I think you you figure out along the way that you know, the world is full of a lot of weak people. And if you learn to, you know, that, that ask and you shall receive, you know, people hate saying no. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, uh, I mean, definitely that's something that I wish I knew uh, then because, you know, you, you just think, Oh, you know, I'm young, you know, and this, this person above you know, above me is this and that. And, you know, you just realize, well, wait a second, you know, I mean, it's, they're the same as me. And if I'm, if I'm more aggressive, if I'm this, if I'm not, I can, I can do anything. What's yeah. an example. Have you got any examples of, of like when that really hit home for you, you're like, Oh shit, it works. Or what was the turning point? Um, geez, you know, um, I think for me, it's, you know, really the, the first opportunity, you know, and, you know, to venture into a startup, right. You know, because with, with me and my background, I mean, I was a marketing guy and, you know, and, and I never thought of myself as, you know, uh, as a, as an entrepreneur, or as a CEO running a, you know, running a business or any of that. But, um, you know, I ended up partnering and starting this business with, you know, Jason and this person, Cindy, and, you know, and you just get thrust into that role and, and you realize that, you know, that really everything in the world is based on common sense. If you have common sense, you can, you can be successful at just about anything. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, common sense and stay away from extremes stay away from you know extremes on both sides um so i think i you know for sure i i learned it then because i had no idea what i was doing initially and then you just realize it's like fuck i'm pretty good at this but the reason i'm good at it is i just realized you know that i just have to follow my instincts and leverage the team that's around me that's good that's good you, I think you're really good at working with teams and seeing the seeing the talents and people and skills and people, getting the best out of them. You ever heard of the sixty forty rule? What's oh that? yeah, uh, something that Colin Powell used to use. Um, uh huh. So in order to make a decision, you need to know mm. like sixty percent of the facts. If you know more than that, you're spending too much time on the decision. Forty percent of it should be your gut instinct and what you know so far. Um, a lot of people will waste tons of time making a decision because they're afraid of not having all of the facts. Mm-hmm. So you need to get you know slightly over a majority of the facts, mm-hmm. and then just go with your gut. That's good. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, you know, I think the other thing I've I've seen in working with you know, big corporate entities, whether it's Microsoft or other groups, you know, you, you, you see these companies and you talk to these people who literally their existence as a senior manager is being in meetings all day. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, I'm, I mean, how do you actually get anything done? And it's just like, it's just like analysis and analysis and analysis. And it's just like, you know, somebody has to pull the trigger. Yeah. And, and you know, and you're much better off as, you know, as all of us have learned, you're much better off, you know, failing, figuring it out, doing an autopsy, figuring it out, and moving forward, mm-hmm. than you know being scared to death of making a decision. Yeah, that's true. That rings true to home because I'm, I've been dragging my feet on this decision if I go to Hawaii or not, Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie that's, got us tickets so, to Hawaii. So yeah, uh, nice. I'm I think I have, I, go, yeah. I have to go, man. I need I need to go somewhere. Yeah. So which island are you going to? Um. Originally Maui, but I actually changed it last night to Oahu. Okay. Just what part of Oahu do you know? Like which, which right? Is it in right there in Waikiki, or is it out near Diamond Head? Or um, probably like stay there just because uh, there's more um, lodging options. Yeah, a little bit cheaper. But is it good uh, surfing there. Yeah, the best island for surfing. Oh hell yeah! 
Yeah, on the, on on the east side, you know, up at um, you know, in Kahala, and then definitely on the on the North Shore for sure. Yeah, sick. Yeah. All right, bro. What's yours? What's the thing you wish you knew? Um, I guess mainly just not really caring so much about what what other people thought of me. Um, that was something that I, I always struggled with. Um, uh, probably until I was like twenty five or twenty six. Mm-hmm. I thought like I cared so much about what other people thought of me. It was just constantly yeah. bothering me. I was trying to you know appeal to everybody. Um, and it's really important to just get to that point where you care about yourself. It sounds really selfish, but you care about yourself first. Yeah. No, it's important. Um, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's hugely important, you know, for, you know, in, in business and in personal lives, you know, girls, right. I mean, yeah. and it's a fucked up world we live in, right. I mean, you just think of, you know, of girls out there, you know, who are watching the Kardashians and watching TikToks and girls shaking their ass and just feeling like, okay, I mean, is this, is this what I'm supposed to do too? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, it, and it's really about finding your center and being yourself. And, you know, and that's, that's where you find peace. Yeah. What's the benefit of that, bro? Not caring what people think. Um, you can focus all of your energy towards what you want rather than what other people want of you. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, and that's super productive. Damn, that's um, good. Yeah. Yeah, I can really tell you don't care what people think, especially the <laughs> Russians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially the Russians. <laughs> and with that, oh my God. I think that's the full episode of the Honor Failure Podcast, episode 11. We've got to think of a good title for this. Super straight. Uh, yeah. Russians and... <laughs> And and stars. come up with a good one anyways guys thank you boss. for listening yeah. how can we find you Dwayne uh, let's see twitter uh, at Dwayne Dahl or uh, instagram heavy d0621 awesome and Ronnie is there only fans also heavy d yeah no I'm not yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, you know I save that, that for the little woman brother <laughs> the heavy d uh, you can find me at at Ronaldus a maximus Beautiful. And myself at, at Rob.Rast, R-A-S-T. Thank you for listening, guys. Please be sure to leave a review if you laughed at all or if you're afraid of the super straight community. If you're a super straight-a-phobe, leave that review. Or if you we'll hate us you guys later. or want to boycott us, report us. <laughs> <laughs>